0: You're listening to Coffee and Cannabis on ArdenComedy.com, that's A-R-D-I-N-Comedy.com. On today's episode, we have Tomer of To Whom It May and Grass-Fed L.A. He'll introduce himself in a second, right after a word from our sponsors. This episode of Coffee and Cannabis brought to you by Kind Courier. Kind Courier is a medical adult-use marijuana delivery company serving San Francisco Marin County, San Mateo, and Alameda. Kind Courier delivers from 9am to 8pm, Monday through Saturday, and Sunday noon to 5 For more information on Kind Courier's products and services, find them online at kindcourier.com. And now, Kind Courier is happy to announce Kind County Farms, a line of homegrown cannabis flowers, concentrates, and live resin. Exclusive to Kind Courier, this is some of the best bud you'll find in the Bay Area. Find the entire section of Kine County Farms products exclusively online at kinecourier.com. Visit kinecourier.com today. Welcome back to Coffee and Cannabis. As I said, we have Tomer of To Whom It May and Grassfed LA today. Tomer, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and your companies to our audience?
1: My name is Tomer Graziani, and I'm a partner at Grassfed. It's a cannabis event production company. I've been in the, uh, based in LA, I've been in the cannabis
0: industry for a little bit over three years and working with grass fed for the last year. So Tomer, you say you've been in the cannabis space for about three years. What got you into the cannabis space in the first place?
1: I kind of decided after I had a little bit of a a back injury, uh, a bulging disc that was uh, I think caused by years of sitting in front of a computer all day long. I decided that I wanted to transition from that and it was a combination of things, also Colorado just legalized, I decided to combine my passion for cannabis and for um, cooking and trying to get more of the health conscious sweets area and decided to launch a chocolate edibles brand called To Whom It May. It is Uh, yeah and that was my kind of first entry into the cannabis world and that led me to partner up with Grassfed on on events because i saw synergy between the luxury edible side and um, it was kind of like a mismatch between most of the cannabis events where people were you know where companies were suggesting that i would sponsor and showcase the products there but both the type of the event and the crowds that were coming were not the type of people that would appreciate a handcrafted luxury product. Mm. I'd say the majority of them just were looking for you know, products that would just get them high and not looking so much for the experience but more for the effects. Mm. And it was just kind of a, a natural combination to, to try and do it with more, you know, good Go to more sophisticated events, or at the beginning, also GrassFed were doing uh, infused dinners, and it seemed like a, a perfect opportunity to combine both, both worlds.
0: So, GrassFed became your way of reaching that upscale cannabis consumer. Can you talk a little bit more about GrassFed's genesis and its philosophy?
1: Yeah, well, GrassFed is the brainchild of uh, the founder and my partner Dan Bronstein. He's also uh, Israeli. We met over here through an introduction uh, and his vision was to create, um, to combine both mindful consumption of cannabis through vape, vaping, vaporizers for flour and concentrate, um, and combining it with music and some sort of a social setting, whether it's uh, at dinner or other standing socials, but incorporating cannabis as kind of uh, an enhancer to the evening but Mm -hmm. not as the main attraction and not as something that you would use to disconnect but rather uh, to enhance the experience and to stay active and engaged Uh, so we keep all the edibles to 5 milligrams or, or less especially if there is a wide selection of them that was the the goal, let's say, of, of Raspberry and um, to create these these events and to show that cannabis can be used in a similar way that you would wine. And you can still have a, a sophisticated looking event and where people are not just blazed out of the mind.
0: So let's talk about that. What are you seeing at the typical cannabis event versus what's your ideal audience and what is it that To Whom It May and Grass-Fed LA are trying to craft?
1: Or let's say the section of the population where they're, you know, if they wanna get high, they get high at home. They don't, they're not looking to go somewhere and just try as many free dabs as they possibly can. Uh, events that would cater to that type of people which I like to consider myself as well although you know I've been to a canvas cup once I did that it, it's just not something that appeals to me like if I wanted to like I said just get a lot of dabs I would do it at home mm-hmm. or go to some friend and do it but to people they're looking for more of a social experience something that is maybe a little bit more immersive and memorable and not just Um, about cannabis, or as we like to say, you can take cannabis outside of our events, uh, outside of grass events, and you would still have an interesting event. Yeah. Uh, For example, the virtual reality and 3D art that we've done, and it's a lot of fun seeing different experiences and and playing with them. We've had a stand-up and burlesque show, and uh, now we have a live jazz and burlesque show called Marijuana Madness. All of those, if you take out the cannabis, there's still a show and something interesting. You just, most of the time, people would enhance it with alcohol. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to do is is show a different way to do it that also helps kind of break down the... the stigma of cannabis that it has to be big piles of smoke and a hot box environment and people
0: ashing everywhere now Tomer I love edibles and chocolates just as much as anybody so why don't you tell us how you got started making edibles and what that process was like well
1: it was a lot of kind of experimentation it started with my desire to create what I call a health conscious chocolate let's say I started on a more of a health-conscious kick, and by that I mean just starting to look at ingredients and, and what I'm putting into my body. And if it's something that's pre-made, what are the ingredients that are there, and why are they there? Are they there because they're good for my health, or are they there because they're good for the bottom line of some corporation? And if you know, forget diet, forget whatever you do, as long as, as long as you abide by that kind of logic, or what are the ingredients of what I'm about to eat and is it there because it's good for me or because it's good for, you know, is it financially good for someone else? Then you're already going to be on a, a health kick and you're going to realize that so many of the products that you were eating, you don't want or can't eat just because you don't know what's in there. So I tried to create um, a version of chocolate that doesn't use white processed sugar but instead was using honey and uh, instead of dairy using either coconut milk or things of that nature but something that I needed to and <clears throat> I wanted to make it really basic so I tried all sorts of concoction from coconut oil raw honey and cocoa powder and then I came up with a, a version that tasted kind of like I wanted in terms of chocolate taste But it wasn't room stable, like room temperature stable, because it just uh, the texture of it and the fact that coconut oil is not the same as cocoa butter, which is what you need in order to, or cacao butter that you need in order to um, have that hard crystallized chocolate. And then I just started kind of experimenting and I thought, all right, maybe I'll just now use a little bit of regular chocolate but just to cover it so I, you can pick it up and it's not going to melt in your fingers and that was kind of uh, the start of the evolution then I played around when I had a friend that worked at the chocolate uh... Factory. so I kinda went there once, saw, asked a few questions, realized how bonbons work and just started experimenting with the different fillings and um, how much oil, how strong I can make and how uh, condensed, concentrated the oil that I'm making will be and um, how it behaves when you put that, you know, whatever your original recipe was and how it differs if you're adding cannabis to it and yeah, that's kind of how it started and then there was just a lot of experimentation, a lot of me making different flavors and Making chocolates and just having them sit on my living room table just uh, to age. I used to call that the graveyard. There were about 200 chocolates at any given time on the table. And then friends would come over and ask if they could pick something off of the graveyard. Just seeing, again, how some of them were not even medicated, just had oil inside. Seeing, like, how much oil I can do.
0: And, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, there's a, a lot of experimentation.
0: So it seems like a silly question, but how are people liking the edibles?
1: Well, people really like it, but the the people that really like it don't necessarily go and, and visit dispensaries as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the type of people that really appreciate it and want it, are, you know, would would purchase it there. But I find that they're not. You know, again, this is all pre-legalization, Prop 64, and uh, pre-recreational sales.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it was people were looking more for the higher dose and thinking in terms of dollar per milligram and the type of people that really appreciate the the design and the experience of the thought and the fact that everything is hand processed and um, those type of people are not, at least the majority of them, were not going to dispensaries or at least not over here and not in, in a place where the demand would be that high uh, it's more private, either private events that we get, um, you know, the occasional wedding. People love that. We just had a really nice private event with Grassfed. Uh, it was a a private party at a fancy West Hollywood hotel, and they had almost 500 chocolates there. Guests were loving them, taking them home, and it's something that you know you. And see people save, I mean, I sometimes see people, someone that was, I saw in an event like two years ago, and they're like, oh my God, I love, I still have that box. Mm. Because it's, uh, the design of it is, is really so well thought and, and created in a, in a beautiful way. It's just reaching the type of people that would
0: appreciate it. Well, Tomer, it sounds like you found an audience for To Whom It Made Chocolates through grass LA. I want to thank you for being on today. If any of my audience would like to find out more about Tomer and his businesses, you can find them online at grassfed.la, that's grassfed.la, and towhomitmaychocolates.com. That's towhomitmaychocolates.com. Well, thanks again, Tomer, and thanks for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to Coffee and Cannabis and find out more on Arden A-R-D-I-N Comedy.com. That's ardencomedy.com. We'll see you next time.